Sacred Space. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for staying with us. And of course, as I mentioned and, uh, at the start of the programme, or Shane uh, reminded us, it's the Feast of Sinaita tomorrow. And with that in mind, um, we had to invite back onto the programme again Michael Keating from Rahina. Good morning, Michael. How morning, are you? John. Good morning, business. Thanks a lot for joining us, Michael. It's that time of the year again, Michael, St. Ita. That's right, John. What would you like to share with us this morning? Tomorrow, the 15th of January, is the Feast of St. Ita, what we commonly call in Kalidi, St. Ita's Day. Um, It's a feast day in the church's calendar for the Diocese of Limerick, and for the rest of the church now, it's a memorial. So, tomorrow at 11am in Ashford, there'll be concelebrated Mass, and it's concelebrated by Bishop Donald Murray. So he's going to give the talk and send out to this year. Mm-hmm. So we're delighted to have Bishop Murray back in Ashford again this year. And um, then tomorrow night at 7.30 in Rahina, there'll be a Mass as well. And both those Masses every year are packed to capacity. It's wonderful to see so many people turning up for, you know, for St. Ita's Day. But in preparation for St. Ita's Day, for the last three or four years, John, we've had adoration the day before or the night before. So this year, the adoration is in Rahina Church, on today is Sunday, mm-hmm. after the half ten mass, until twelve midnight tonight. Yeah, so there, so f- for as soon as this program is finished, yeah, there'll be a lot of traffic heading up to Rahina because yes, adoration will continue on yeah. from then until until twelve midnight. Midnight tonight. So we, we said, what better way to prepare for the feast of Saint Ida mm-hmm. than to spend time with Jesus, whom she loves so well, and. Um, I suppose the big question, of course, there's a dancing dinner in the hall after Mass, too. There's always a dinner dance, <laughs> a dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the hall, that's, Mahina. That's on, on Monday. On Monday tomorrow night, night, tomorrow night. Okay. At 8 pm after the 7 30 Mass. Okay, that's fine. Um, but what's the big question, John Peter, might say, who is yeah. this feast, this yeah, yeah. saint that we're yeah. still celebrating? Well, St. Isa, we're told, John, was born around the year 480. We don't have an exact date for her, but. Mm-hmm. She was born in the Daisha tribe, so somewhere in County Walford, we believe. And um, she was a princess. She was no poor person, she was a princess. She was born into royalty. Mm. Her father was um, Follett and her mother was Queen Nicta. So uh, she was born into royalty. But at a very young age, Ida felt the call to follow God and to leave everything immortal and to follow God's mm. calling. Mm. Mm. And um, she insisted in this. But she made great opposition, especially from her father, who had planned, of course, to marry her to a local chieftain, oh, yeah. so he could extend his territory, you know, and that's the way things worked in those days. But Ida persisted, she fasted for three days and three nights, and her father relented eventually. So she left Waterford to an unknown destination, and we are told that she was guided by three lights, one in the Galtes, one in the Molokarachs, and one in Tloon Cradle, where the present-day Kalidi is, and that's where she settled and started her convent. Now, the local chieftain, of course, we are told, got very excited because she was a princess. Okay. She wasn't an ordinary person, though. So uh, he wanted to give her big tract of land, hundreds of acres of land, but Ida refused point blank. She said, no, she said, all I want is four acres for my community to build a convent. So she started the convent in Kalidi, and very quickly... Young girls followed from all over Munster and different parts of Ireland. And in no time at all, she had a thriving community in Caledia. Um, she was known far and wide for her gifts of reading souls, reading minds, gifts of healing, 
so people came with all their ailments to Kaliji from all over the place they came um, but Aisha never claimed credit she always gave the credit to the Blessed Trinity the three persons in the one God uh, mm-hmm. that was her big devotion then she started fostering children and um, she became known as the foster mother of the saints of Ireland her most famous I suppose child would have been St Brendan the Navigator which oh, yeah. some mm-hmm. people would be shocked to hear that she was actually foster than Kaledia mm-hmm. for probably five or six or seven years mm-hmm. you know, at the start of his life mm-hmm. um, a lot of them became great saints in the church St Mokamog um, Okay. St. Common Father, St. Um, Faulkner, down in West Carberry, you know, yeah, yeah, they all became yeah. great saints in the church. These were all supposed to have been fostered in Caledia. Um, it's a bit the influence she had on young children. She might have only had them for five or six years. Mm. But um, I suppose I just thought a big thing then was, of course, prayer and fasting. She was very big into the penance. No. So much so that at one stage in her life it's recorded that an angel brought bread from heaven for her because she was overdoing the fasting and told her to eat. You know. And did she insist that the rest of her community fast? Well, I suppose she lived by example, Janet, uh, yeah, rather than okay, insisting. Okay, okay. I these saints, you know, they, they lead by example. Yes. yes. And I suppose one action is worth a thousand words, isn't it? Yeah, yes. And, yeah. um, so she became very famous of course around all of Ireland mm-hmm. and um, if you go around Ireland today you'll see stained glass windows of St. Aiton good few churches and especially in West Cork now where St. Faulkner would have been okay. and even around the country you, you will find them like you know she's remembered in the last place she's also remembered in the continent hmm. obviously some of her followers took her fame out there and she's recorded course, in different yeah. things in the continent and um, well, she's also remembered in this beautiful hymn Isagon which I think was was it written in the 6th or 7th century? I haven't exact date now, but it's around that anyway. And in that, it's recorded that she actually held the child Jesus in her arms. Wow. You know, a bit like wow. St. Anthony, you know, we've often heard that. You know, two things just strike me there. First of all, you said that um, she was offered 100 acres. Yeah. And she only took four. Yeah. That wouldn't happen today, no. <laughs> no, we'd go for the 100, John, wouldn't we'd we? Go for the 100. <laughs> but for her, yeah, enough but f- was enough. Yeah. Aisha always insisted just having enough enough for her community to survive on and if she had anything over and above there was plenty of poor people at the gate in Kaledi waiting to get handouts you know. she shared everything with the local community mm-hmm. and you see now a few years ago John we've been talking about that on St. Aisha's Day mm-hmm. what a different world we'd have if we all just had enough oh, but I don't know how you do it John how it can be done Yes, but you see we are one more nowadays. More is the big word. That's it is. And, and if we're earning 500 a week, we want 600 a week. Right. Yeah. And we make any excuse and a good a good reason why we should have more. Yeah. The other thing that comes to mind, Michael, was was um, each, each week here in the programme, Shane shares with us um, the Saints for the Week. And the reason why we do that is because, as you mentioned there just earlier, you know, the, the, these people... From whatever age, I mean, we mentioned some this morning that were from 288, and right there we're up to 1947 for next week. What is there about St. Ita that attacks you as a saint? Not just St. Ita, John, it's all the saints. To me, I love reading the lives of the saints, John, Mm. because to me they put the gospel into action. 
you know, we can read the Bible and read the Bible, and but they, these are the people who perfect, who took it to perfection. They put the whole thing into action, as and you know, they were they're saying because they did that. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the life of Saint Isaiah, you know, from the very start, you see Bible stories coming to life. Um, the call that she got, you know, she was only a young girl. Mm. And she could very easily have enjoyed life below in Waterford and married the local prince and had a very comfortable yeah. life. Mm. But she felt this call from God. And it reminded me, and we had it in the best readings the past week, the boy Eli. Yes. Eli. Yeah. Yeah. He heard the voice calling him at night. He didn't know who it was. Mm. Uh, and eventually he was told to go back and say, here I am, Lord, your servant is listening. And I'm sure that's what I just said when God called her. Yeah. Here I am, Lord, I've come to do your will. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's hymns and all composed to that. So to me, that story brings that story to life. Mm. Saint that brings that story to life. Um, I suppose another thing, John, is um, the wealth. We're warned in the Bible about you know, too much wealth. The rich man and Lazarus, you know, we've heard about it. Mm. The rich man wasn't condemned because he was wealthy. He was condemned because he didn't share it. And again, we see perfection here and Isaac sharing everything. And this story is really brought to life in a story we read in Eden Irene's book. Now, Eden Irene was a nun that wrote a book and sent out back in the 60s, the early 60s. Okay. And she got a lot of stuff from the life of Isaac that was written back in the 11th century. Okay. Sancti Isaac. And um, now the scholars maintain that book was taken from an earlier manuscript again you see it's so long ago you mm, <laughs> have yeah, to go yeah. back so far mm, mm, mm. but Eden Rain has this beautiful story about Isaac's uncle he was a chieftain probably spent most of his life fighting battles and winning battles gaining more territory for the clan you know, and mm. anyhow he died and Isaac had a vision she saw him suffering terribly in purgatory and she summoned his sons to come to her so they came now they had been very busy organising the funeral, giving him a great send off, dividing up mm. his land and his wealth and then they, they forgot to say a prayer for the poor man. So Isa told him her father was suffering terribly in purgatory mm. and this really scared them. So they said, What'll we do? Mm. She said, I want you to go back now, she said, and for the next year and uh, give out bread and meat to the poor people and to give candles to the priest for the offerings of Mass. And so they did it. They came back after 12 months, charged them to go away for another year and do the same thing. So they didn't... <laughs> so then the second year they came back and Isaac said, Your father now, his suffering has ceased, but his soul is naked. He never once in his life even gave a garment to the poor. So they said, Is it wool this year? So they had to go back, they had to give out clothing to the poor. Mm-hmm. And with United's prayers and their offerings, she said, Now your father has gone to heaven. But this story, John, well, some people might say, ah, Is that true? Yeah. Now, it doesn't bother me whether it is technically true or not, but mm. it opens up so much. It opens up, first of all, the doctrine of purgatory. Mm. And sometimes nowadays we can forget about purgatory. We can say, oh, thank God they're going to heaven, you know, and we might forget to offer a prayer for them or yeah. offer masses for them. Mm. We just assume, no, obviously this man believed in God because he was saved, he was in purgatory. So he must have accepted Jesus as his Lord and Saviour, but he forgot to do what the Gospel tells us to share with the poor, and he suffered because of that. Now, 
it opens up this whole doctrine of purgatory. It also reminds us of the story in the Gospel of the rich man and Lazarus. You know, it reminds mm-hmm. us again. It opens up the whole thing again. And um, when we're reading the lives of the saints, it links us straight away to the gospel, back to the gospel. And um, there's another story in Isaac's life. This this um, rich nobleman came. He wanted a favour from Isaac. He dropped this bag at her feet. It was a bag of silver and gold. Isaac didn't realise what it was, and she touched it. And she ceremoniously got the nuns to bring water and wash her hands to have nothing to do with wealth like that, you know. Wow. It wasn't for her the yeah. simple ways of life. But no, she was a practical person. You know, she had, we presume, vegetables and mm-hmm. chickens. Mm-hmm. Kept her community going there. Like you know, she had to live mm-hmm. on something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she didn't chase after the wealth of this world. Yeah, and yeah. Um, these are just some of the little stories, John. You could we could keep talking about them, I suppose. Her gift of healing, of course, was well known. Was well known. Yeah. Um, her other big thing was. Praying for God's direction in your life. You know. Very important. I sister Fiona followed her to the convent and um, she wanted to join the convent and Ida said yes. Shortly after her sister Nessa came and Ida said no, pray about it first. Mm. Ida could see Nessa's vocation was married life even though Nessa wanted to join the convent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So Ida was so practical. Pray for God's whatever God wanted that's what you had to do. Not because something you wanted, you know. That was her, her great way. Of course, the fasting of children was and um, teaching the gospel to the children. Yeah, they, you know, so many, so much teaching that they became saints. You know, fantastic art of her gift of teaching and looking after young children. Michael, we've got about 30 seconds left. <laughs> well, I know I'm cutting you short, but what's Senator's message to us in Ireland 2018, do you reckon? If she, if she come back, if she was here now? I suppose the first thing has to be done, turn to God in prayer. Without prayer, without contact with God, we're, 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 on, we're lost. You know what I mean? We don't know what direction we're going in. I suppose the next thing would be try to do with enough. That word enough comes, mm. you know, the four acres. Think of the four acres. Yeah, think of the know. four acres, yeah. You know, if we can survive in that, if we're happy in that, mm. we can feed our family in that, whatever the four acres represents for us. Yes. You know, try to be happy with that. Mm. Uh, I think the book of Ecclesiastes talks about chasing the wind, doesn't it? What do we get for chasing the Mm wind? Um, I suppose try to discern God's will in our life, John, which is a very important thing. You know, ask God, is this what God wants? Is it not what we want? What God wants. Michael, thank you for that. I know we had to cut a bit short now this morning, but thank you so much for that. But just before we go, you picked a piece of music, Faith of Our Fathers. Why did you pick that? Well... As long as, as long as I can remember, John, in Kilidi, this is always sung at the end of Mass and St. Ita's Day. And, of course, it reminds us that that fear that Ita brought, I think 1,440-something years ago, 1,447 years ago, is, it, is still alive in Kilidi. That's still alive. And it's still alive in Ireland, thank God. So I think it's very important that we pray that and just reflect on it. You know, it's living still. Fear of our fathers living still. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for for sharing with us this morning. It's certainly something that we we, we always enjoy having you on the programme. Thank you so much for that. So, this is Faith of Our Fathers, uh, sang by Frank Patterson, and uh, the music is by the Irish Philharmonic Orchestra and Chorus. Michael, enjoy the next few days. Thank you, John. We will will enjoy it. God bless you all. Bye-bye now.
dungeon fire and sword. Oh, how our hearts beat high with joy whenever we hear that glorious word. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we Sacred Space